The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is paid for by NJC Investments, who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. My name is Nick Colarossi. I am a certified retirement counselor with NJC Investments in Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen once again to join us as we open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge. Our program originates this morning from the luxurious corner office studio right here at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Complex, located high atop the toasted summer fields of the West Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. And our goal on today's program is to help you to become a better long-term investor and to help you to weather the markets of 2022. And we have a great program in store for you today. We are going to hear from economist Brian Westbury. Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Where are we headed throughout 2022 into 2023? Brian tells us if he thinks the markets are overvalued or undervalued Right now, you don't want to miss that. And what a market week we had last week between earnings reports, the GDP number is out, the interest rates hiked from the Fed once again. We're going to tell you what all of that means for your portfolio right now. And we are going to give you ideas, specific ideas on how to balance your portfolios, both on the growth side and on the value side to weather 2022 into 2023 and beyond. But before we get to all that great information, let me first introduce the man that makes all of this possible, this program and all of the other great educational programs that you hear each and every Saturday morning and Sunday morning right here on The Talker. And that, of course, is producer extraordinaire, Mr. D.C. Taylor. How are you today, D.C.? All right, Nick. How you doing? Good morning. I'm hanging in there pretty good. A little scratchy this morning. I'm doing a lot of talking last week. Yeah. Spoke to a lot of clients. I'm Uh a little little hoarse. You may have to do the program as we go through. (laughs) You give me the notes and I'll read them. (laughs) We'll We'll get through one way or another, but it's another beautiful 
weekend. What's it look like weatherwise for it's us? Wonderful, mostly sunny and uh, highs in the mid to upper eighties, and uh, I might see some clouds like later on tomorrow and uh, tomorrow evening, maybe a shower. But uh, yeah, mostly sunny for for most of it. Weather's been beautiful. The weather, the uh, temperature down just a bit. It's mm-hmm. enjoyable summer. So yeah. uh, hope yeah. everyone is enjoying that with their mm-hmm. family and their friends. Get out and enjoy all that that northeastern Pennsylvania has to offer in the summertime. Oh yeah. And uh, hey, how about this? Last weekend in July. Right. How fast did that go? Here we are. This is coming up the end of July. Wow. That, that's right. So enjoy the summer weekends while we still have them. The kids right. will be getting back to school before you know it. And, yeah, yeah. You know. So. All right. All right. Well, DC, before we get to all the finance this morning, let me first remind everyone if there's ever any information that you need on anything that we cover on the program or if you think that we can help you in any way at NJC Investments to help you with your financial future, never hesitate to give us a call at the office 570-586-5030 or you can drop us a line through our website njcinvestments.com. You can just type in Nick at njcinvestments.com if you'd rather do it that way. Either way, uh, don't hesitate, DC. We hear from listeners each and every week. Love hearing. We know they're out there. Oh, yeah. It's great to know. uh, Hopefully, we're helping you through the uh, storms of 2022 and uh, keep on track with your investment portfolio. Hey, we've had a stealth market rally that nobody is talking about dc <laughs> right right everybody's still looking at their june statements which were horrible for the most part right uh, if you're in a diversified well diversified portfolio well balanced you still got crunched in june and i know the uh, statements were very very uh, tough in june however in the last month the s&p is up over eight percent the nasdaq the winner up over ten percent Nobody's talking about that. We'll be talking about that today and the reasons for that. What's going on in our markets? Can it be sustained? We'll, we'll, we'll let you know on that. But in just a moment, we are going to hear from economist Brian Westbury, and he's going to be telling us his opinion on where our markets are heading. Are we in a recession or not? And what should you be doing in your portfolios right now? Should you be investing right now? I think he covers it quite well. I think you will enjoy it. It's actually from the uh, First Trust Securities YouTube page. We have permission to play that for you. So uh, stick around for that. I just want to, before we get to Brian D.C. Taylor, recap the week. Of course, we had some really big earnings numbers come out. I'll get into a couple of the highlights, but I will tell you, we're more than 25% of the way through earnings for the second quarter. Mm -hmm. More than 70% of companies are beating their earnings per share estimates. So pretty, pretty solid right there. We also had a couple other little things go on last week, like the Federal Reserve raised interest rates once again. Yeah. The market originally, uh, as soon as that came down, they raised them uh, 75 basis points, as expected. Mm-hmm. Market started to sell off and then was up over 400 points later in the afternoon. Why? Because they're starting to sense what we have said. There will not be many more rate hikes. I believe, and I stand by it, we'll see if I'm right, mm-hmm. I believe that uh, they'll be done after the next meeting. At least they will take a pause because I think they want to be out of the way before the midterm elections. And if that's the case, if, if the market senses that, hey, interest rates are not going to go up much more, 
that's what we saw on uh, Wednesday when that decision came down. Then on Thursday, we had the GDP number at the beginning of the day. Now, I was wrong on this. I said I thought we would be slightly positive. We were slightly negative, I think 0.9%. Now there's a major debate, D.C. Taylor. What is the debate going on? <laughs> the, the definition of recession, uh, what, what, whether we're actually in a recession or not. That is correct. Traditionally, uh -huh. the definition of a recession is two negative quarters in GDP. Right. We have now had two negative quarters in GDP. Yeah. And for the last two days, I have heard nothing but debates. Yes, this is a reason. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> so uh, Brian Westbury is here to give us his opinion on are yeah. we in a recession and uh, what that means for your investment portfolios. But we did have that second quarter, a little disappointing of a negative number, but the second half of the year is expected to have positive numbers, both the third and the fourth quarters. So what have we been doing with our investors at NJC Investments? We have been dollar cost averaging in now into these markets. You don't know where the bottom was. I can tell you the bottom in the S&P 500 so far this year was put in on June 16th. Ed Yardini told us then, the well-known economist, he said he thought that was the bottom for the year. So far, that is true. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And we are up significantly on the S&P from that number on June 16th. So hopefully that is the case, but we'll see. Nobody knows for certain. What do you do? You look for quality investments and you average in over time. That's been our mantra for the years, and, that, and we're sticking with that, and I think that will work out well for long-term investors. Well, thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments right here on 94.3 FM, The Talker, and thanks for allowing me to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. Well, DC, if you have Brian Westbury, his clip from YouTube of this past week talking about the recession or the non-recession and where we're going, our stocks overvalued, our stocks undervalued, stay tuned for this. It's a great clip. It's a short clip. And uh, when it's done, we'll, uh, we'll discuss it a bit, DC and I. But uh, if you have it queued up, take away Brian Westbury. Okay, here we go. Hi, welcome back to Westbury 101. I'm Brian Westbury, Chief Economist at First Trust Portfolios. Remember, we want to be the antidote to conventional wisdom. So I guess the conventional wisdom I'm talking about today is, is two-sided. Depends on which, which side of the political aisle you're on, and that's what you argue on TV. And I finally decided that politics makes us stupid. I have seen economists on TV argue that the real definition of, of recession has changed. These are economists that have been around for 20 or 30 years. They know better than this. They absolutely know that the real definition of recession is not two quarters in a row of declining real GDP. Uh, that's what you find in the dictionary. When you go to the National Bureau of Economic Research, go to their webpage, the Business Cycle Dating Committee, they explain how they do these things. And it is a general decline in economic activity, and they look at income, spending, jobs, uh, production. They look at all kinds of things to decide this. Uh, and the reason that they do this is that GDP 
can sometimes be a really weird number. Inventories go up or down, trade, uh, net exports go up up and down. And, and, and so what we want to do is get it a broad definition. And so, yes, we have had two quarters in a row now, minus 1.6% real GDP in the first quarter, minus 0.9% in the second quarter. But how can we call that a recession when average job growth in the first six months of this year was 457,000 jobs a month? Compared to any period, that is booming job growth. If you look at industrial production, it's up 5.2% at an annualized rate um, so far in the first six months. That's a huge number as well. Uh, When we look at corporate earnings, the second quarter numbers for the S&P are uh, coming out right now. Uh, Revenue growth is up 10% from a year ago. Profit uh, growth is up 3% from a year ago. And 70% of the companies that are reporting are beating estimates. And I want you to really think about that because comparing this year's second quarter to last year's second quarter, 2021, that's a difficult comparison. Why? Because in the second quarter of 2021, that was the peak of government stimulus. And that brings me to a really important point. We are living through unprecedented times. Uh, People call what happened in 2020 a recession. It wasn't. It was a lockdown. And we have never locked down the economy before. Uh, But if you think of it as a recession, then now we've been in recovery. But this hasn't been a recovery. It's been a reopening. And, and, And so using normal words to describe the economy lately, I believe, hasn't even made sense. Not only that, we've distorted the data. Uh, retail sales are up about 30% right now from where they were in February 2020. Now, if we would have taken that same period of time and, and, and did it pre-pandemic, we would only be up about 7 maybe 8%. In other words, the retail sales grew four or five times faster than normal. How is that possible when you've locked down the economy, when when you're in the middle of a pandemic? The only way it's possible is by using our, our kids' credit cards. And remember, too, that during the pandemic, services were really hard to come by. Cruise ships, airlines, theaters, sporting events, all of those things. So everybody spent that money on goods. And so this year, in fact, we see it in the second quarter uh, GDP data we got today. And that is goods spending was negative, but services spending was positive. And my belief is that all these distorted uh, numbers are going to leave us with no real recession this year, even though the GDP data declined for two quarters in a row. Profits will be up at the end of the year uh, from where they were at the end of last year. Revenues will be up, and it is the services side of the economy that will keep us growing and creating jobs uh, throughout the rest of this year. Now, all of that does not mean that we won't have a recession. Uh, Another way to think about what we did is that uh, by locking down, it's the equivalent of a car accident, and you broke your leg in the car accident, and they gave you morphine to cover the pain. 
And so now what's happening is the morphine's wearing off and the pain of the broken leg is, is rising uh, in your feelings. And as a result, it's gonna have, you're going to have a tough year. I think in the next 18 to 24 months, we will have a recession. I absolutely believe that. I just don't think one has started yet. Now, here's the fascinating thing about politics. It has an impact on the Fed. And if we look at the 10-year Treasury today yield, it's under 2.7% after hitting over 3.3. It has come down at least 60 basis points uh, in the last few months because what's happening with the political argument out there that we're in recession, the pressure is on the Fed not to hike rates anymore. We'll find out whether they do, but what the market is saying is that they're pretty close to being done or that if they raise them again a couple of times, they're going to cut them early next year. And what's fascinating about this is is that if we take corporate profits today and a 2.7% 10-year treasury, our model of the stock market says we are undervalued. So here we are in the midst of this massive debate about whether we are in a recession or not. Uh, and, and the stock market's undervalued all over again. It was fairly valued a few months ago. Now it's undervalued. In, at the same time, if the Fed does stop short, we're going to end up with inflation lasting longer and being more persistent than people believe. Uh, that's good for commodities. That's good for materials companies. That's good for companies with lots of fixed assets. And so this year, my belief is that we still I know there are going to be people that yell and scream at me. I Believe me, it's happening on Twitter already uh, about this, but I still believe we won't have recession. That doesn't mean there isn't one coming. There will be. We're going to have a tough 18 to 24 months as the morphine wears off and the pain of our broken leg shows up. But right now, we aren't in one. What I want people to do more than anything is follow the the truth and not the politics. Yes, things are tough, but they're distorted because we've done unprecedented things. And so don't let them take you off the edge of a cliff in fear. Uh, It's the wrong thing to do right now. Thank you so much for visiting Westbury 101. We'll see you next time. Well, there you have it, DC, from economist Brian Westbury of First Trust Securities. Of course, he always says our favorite line, he wants to be the antidote to conventional wisdom. (laughs) And he is, right? He always is. Uh Um, But he said no real recession right now. No recession this year. What do you think? All right. It's a debate. Yeah, it is. It's a debate. I can see both sides of this. It is true that it's technically two quarters Mm -hmm. of negative Mm -hmm. but it isn't decided by that there is a committee that looks at all different factors and says that is there is whatever secret committee that does this we'll have to wait to hear from them but it doesn't really matter to him because he says yes we will have a recession Mm -hmm. we will within the next 18 to 24 months so don't worry about it he doesn't think this year but probably next year but even with all that debate he says and this is the key to take away. Mm-hmm. The market is still undervalued. It was undervalued before. It got to correctly valued over the last few months. And now looking at everything with where earnings are coming in, the market is still undervalued. And he finishes up with, you know, follow the truth 
Don't look at the politics. We've been kind of distorted by all the shutdowns and a lot of the different factors. Mm-hmm. Follow the truth. And what do we always say about politics in your portfolio, DC Taylor? Keep them out of your portfolio. Keep those politics out of your portfolio. You'll do a lot better. Yeah. If you can kind of put the blinders on, take the politics off, and just look straight. Markets do well under Republicans. Markets do well under Democrats. Yeah. And there's times of down on each side, too. Mm-hmm. Keep your politics out of your portfolio. I think that will help you in the long run. But Brian Westbury, just circling back one more time, the markets are still undervalued right now. To me, D.C. Taylor, that means look for quality, average into that quality, you're never going to catch the exact bottom, right. and uh, we may dip again before the end of the year, but he thinks we'll be okay for the long run, and so do I. Okay. All right. Let's take a break right here, DC. When we come back, we'll give you some of those earnings highlights, and there were some pretty good ones last week, and also we will have some ideas for you in growth. We will have some ideas for you in value and kind of keeping with the theme, DC, of keeping a well-balanced portfolio in 2022. And a little bit later in the program, we're going to get to you some income ideas. We kind of raced through them quickly last week. Mm -hmm. We'll catch you up on some of those as well. It seems to me, DC Taylor, a lot of these income ideas have bottomed out. This may be a time to start doing your homework there as well. Okay. Before we go to this break, D.C. Taylor, let's thank our friends at Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton for sponsoring this portion of our program. A great Italian-American bistro right here in your own backyard, D.C., now that the weather's it kind of broke a little bit. Yeah. Temperatures are nice in the evening. They have that great new outdoor patio to check out. Sure. They also have a nice cozy indoor dining room and great nightly specials. Listen, if you have not checked out this restaurant right here in Scranton, PA, do yourself a favor. Pick up the phone right now and get your reservations to Seidel's Restaurant. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Your financial future back after this brief message. Please stay with us. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. Sedell's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sedell's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sedell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedell's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sedell's. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped along ably by Mr. D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame on another great weekend, D.C. Taylor. Yeah. Last weekend of July 2022. It's going fast, but... uh, 
enjoying the summer, right? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Get out there and enjoy. Hope you're enjoying the summer weekend, and I hope you're enjoying our program. A reminder again, if there's a question you have on anything that we cover, 570-586-5030, we're always happy to talk to you. And DC Taylor, I want to talk to you right now. I want to thank you for doing that mad dash down the hall. He does it every Saturday morning for us. Brings us back each a piping hot cup of coffee. And what do we have in front of us today? We are uh, both enjoying a nice couple of mugs full of uh, Ain't No Cure for the Summertime Brew. Nor would you want one. I don't want one. It is a great <laughs> coffee, too. So th- thank you very much, DC. Appreciate it. it much. And uh, <laughs> hey, we are we urge everyone, why don't you grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early Saturday morning started. Sit back and enjoy the rest of our program. Let's go on to some ideas in your portfolio right now, DC. We've, mm-hmm. we've been saying for over a year Keep your portfolio diversified the best you can. It's been a very difficult year for investors. This too shall pass, right. but we have to get through it. I think the best way to do that is stay diversified, add in some um, things that may give you more balance than you've had in past years. If we can help you with that in any way, give us a call at NJC Investments. We're always happy to answer your questions the best of our ability and help you in any way that we can never an obligation for any of that so uh we're we're there for you how's Thank that you. yes of course but i'm going to today give you some ideas of things we've done to diversify certain portfolios and and not be overweighted in one area in the stock market the equity side of things a lot of people coming into this year were overweighted in the growth area and there's a reason for that. Growth has outperformed value up until last year for, I think, almost 10 straight years. Mm-hmm. Don't have the exact statistics. We've done them in the past, but it's been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Value has certainly taken over over the last 12 to 18 months. We don't know about the next 12 to 18 months. Right now, everything's a little tough out there. So our best idea is to stay diversified on both sides. Let me give you some Ideas on the growth side, we've talked about before and that we are employing with certain clients, certainly not every client at NJC Investments because everyone is different. Every portfolio is different. Everybody has a different risk tolerance. But I'm looking at, uh, if you're looking to tiptoe a little bit back into the growth side, or if you're overweighted in value over the last year, you want to move a little bit to growth right now, I'm looking at some of the covered call technology funds. Now, just as a reminder, what are covered call funds? They sell options against their positions, bring in a premium into the fund to do that, and they turn around and pay that premium out in the form of a dividend. So where Apple might only yield 1% or some of the technology companies like that, some don't yield at all. If they sell options against those DC, they bring in that cash and then disperse it back to the individual investor. So you can get a dividend stream out of uh, companies that generally wouldn't be paying high dividends. Right. So we've looked at the Columbia Seligman Premium Technology Fund. The symbol is easy to remember. 
S-T-K. And don't forget, you do not have to remember all these. You can always go back to our website, NJC Investments, or our any podcast platform and hear replays of this program to your heart's delight. But STK is the Columbia Seligman Premium Stock Portfolio. Some of the top holdings there are Lamb Research, Apple, Broadcom, Alphabet, Google, we call it, Microsoft, Teradyne, Applied Materials. There's even Visa and MasterCard in here. These are growth companies. They certainly lean towards technology companies. This has a dividend yield, DC, of better than 6% created by those covered calls that I was telling you about, this covered call fund. It is paid out quarterly, but if you're hesitant on technology, but you want to get back in, but you're not sure, this may be a way to do it. Do your homework, of course, and check with your own financial advisor. But with that dividend, DC, you can create your own dollar cost averaging plan by reinvesting the dividend okay. if suitable. So that's one idea. There's uh, this, this is down about 14% year to date, certainly off of the lows of the year. And uh, over the last month, certainly been moving in the right direction. We'll see how that goes over the next few months. But long term, this fund, STK, a closed-in fund, acts like a mutual fund, but trades on the exchanges like a stock, Long-term average on STK, according to Morningstar, 16.98% average annual return over the last five years, 18.3% average annual return over the last 10 years. When I give you numbers like that, what must I say, DC? (laughs) That past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Absolutely. And you can tell by these numbers, these are more aggressive investments, not suitable for every portfolio. Make sure you do your homework. But there's an idea on growth. I'll give you a second covered call growth idea, and that is the BlackRock Science and Technology Trust. Again, a closed-in fund symbol is B. ST again selling the covered calls to bring in that income for investors. Top holdings in BlackRock Science and Technology Trust, Apple, Microsoft, Marvell Technology, Alphabet, Tesla, Amazon. Heard of any of those, DC? Ah, yes. All well-known growth companies, all beaten down pretty badly over the last 12 months. This fund is still down better than 20% year to date. It carries better than an 8% dividend yield right now. This one, that's the annual yield. This is paid out on a monthly basis. Again, use it like a dollar cost averaging plan. Reinvest that dividend. It gives you a way to enter into growth. And and if keep buying along the way, right? Your dollar cost, if it keeps going down, we don't know into the crazy year that's 2022, but you can keep averaging in along the way until the ship is righted. And the long-term average annual return, DC Taylor, does not have a 10-year history yet, but it does have a five-year history. Over the last five years, BST has averaged 17.09% average annual return per year, and again, down over 20% in 2022. So it would seem it has a way 
to go to catch up, but uh, that's your average annual return. And again, I'm going to ask you to say. Uh, past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Thank you so much. And I will remind everyone, when you see 17% average annual return and the S&P 500 is closer to 10%, you know that you're taking on a degree of additional risk. This is not suitable for all portfolios. Make sure you do your homework. Make sure you ask questions of your own financial advisor if we can help you in any way. 570-586-5030. Well, there are two growth ideas, and we've been talking about keeping balanced. Let me give you a few value ideas, the other side of the equation, the part of the market that's worked out a little bit better over the last 12 months, the value side, mostly dividend payers, mostly bigger, well-established companies, DC Taylor, that may not have quite the growth rates, but have the solid stability of long-term returns. I want to focus on one area of those returns, the dividend aristocrat area. You remember what uh, qualifies as a dividend aristocrat company? Is uh, companies that have uh, increased their dividends every year for at least 25 years? That is absolutely correct. So just as long as a company pays their dividend, continues to pay their dividend, but each and every year has increased it at least slightly, mm -hmm. there are only 65 companies in the world right now on the dividend aristocrat list. The dividend aristocrats overall, I think, are down about 1.8% year-to-date versus the S&P 500 down over 13% year-to-date. Mm -hmm. You can see the strength in those numbers, at least currently. Now, where we owned both um, STK and BST for certain clients at NJC Investments DC, I do not currently own either of these for our investors at NJC Investments, but doing my homework as I always am. Let me give you an ETF in the dividend aristocrat area. Now, on these dividend aristocrat funds, they're not all 100% strictly the 25-year guy, so make sure you do your homework in there. But uh, here's one, the ProShares S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats, and what a great symbol for an aristocrat, N-O-B-L. Noble. Okay. Right? okay. Uh, right. Noble aristocrat, N-O-B-L. It trades on the exchanges as an exchange-traded fund. The theory being you're getting some of the best, most solid companies in the world. Doesn't really matter what the markets are doing today. You can pretty much count on these companies being here for the long run. Some of the names in here, DC, International Business Machines, also known as IBM, ExxonMobil, AbV, Colgate, Palmolive, this fund down about 7% year to date, almost uh, just uh, slightly more than half. The S&P down, uh, it, so performing about 50% better than the S&P 500 year to date. It is a five-star Morningstar fund. The long-term average return, the five-year average annual return, 11.51% according to Morningstar. And I will give you one more quickly. The symbol is KNG. This is from First Trust Securities. The First Trust CBOE Vest S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats Target Fund. This is again an ETF, and it is down 8% year-to-date. The, the, the um, Noble Fund paid about a 2% dividend. This pays about a 4% current dividend. Many of the same 
names in here, DC Taylor, just mm-hmm. a little bit different strategy, a little bit different weighting. Do your homework in the dividend aristocrat area to see if it might be something suitable for your own portfolio. And again, if we can help you in any way, including getting you all the deep details you need to make a wise investment decision, we can get those to you absolutely free of charge or obligation. Give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. I'd like to thank you again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker with Nick Colorossi of NJC Investments and Mr. DC Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame. And thanks for helping to make us the number one financial hour in all of Northeastern Pennsylvania and beyond. And DC Taylor, we have quite a reach on the podcast platform. Not only do we go coast to coast, yeah, we also we're hearing from Germany, uh. we're hearing from Spain, we're hearing from Kathmandu. Still, Kathmandu, we, we still have a listener out in Kathmandu. That's great. Well, worldwide, I can't see your names when you're listening, but I can see where you're listening from, and uh-huh. uh, that's pretty interesting. That's man. awesome. All Love right. it. Not too Welcome. bad. All right. Well, DC, we've come to my favorite part of the program where we like to catch you up on where we stand year to date in our capital markets. But before we do that, you know that I always like to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. That is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. I'll start in my hometown of Scranton, PADC Taylor, the Electric City, one of the biggest festivals of the year, if not the biggest. It's the St. Joseph Center Summer Festival. It's going on today from 4 till 10 p.m. And tomorrow it wraps up Sunday. It'll go from noon till 7 p.m. Great food, games, raffles, activities, of course, for the kids. They get the bouncy house. This is a great idea for the entire family to get out enjoy your community and it's for a wonderful cause the saint joseph center over on uh by marywood university in scranton pa right there on adams avenue and again today and tomorrow the last days of the saint joseph summer festival and it's one of the best dc good what do you have for us this weekend i got three things here for you uh first of all there's a party to raise money to fight alzheimer's uh, today in Moscow at the Market Street Inn that is going on from 1 o'clock this afternoon until 8 o'clock tonight. Lots of great music and food and raffles and prizes. Um, also, the Lake Ariel Volunteer Fire Company is having a drive through chicken barbecue dinner. Mm, I can smell it now. Right. Barbecue chicken, brother. And uh, it's it's today at the uh, at the hose house on the highway from uh, noon until they uh, until they sell out. So, uh, you know, first come, first serve, my friends. Uh, Lake Ariel Volunteer Fire Company and uh, Clark Summit United Methodist Church drive through chicken barbecue dinner today from 11 till 4. So, uh, it, so you got plenty of places to uh, plenty of uh organizations to help support and uh, get your get your grub on too not too bad dc tell you yeah. covered a lot of ground there yes well thank you very much for that all right time to get back to finance and here's where we stand as of july 30th 2022 now dc before i get to the numbers on our averages this is why after a bad month of june you just don't throw your hands up in the air and say get me out of everything <laughs> right who would have thought that July would turn out so far to be the best 
month of the year for stocks. Wow. It was. Yeah. yeah. So look at this. The Dow Jones Industrial Average. Are you ready? Yeah. Down 9%. When's the last time we saw a single digit there? Right. Down 9%. I'm going to go out on a limb, DC Tiller. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you these numbers are going to go positive before the end of the year. Okay. What do you say? All right. I, I like the sound of that. Listen, I am no economist, and I, my guess is just as good as anybody else's, and that's my guess. Okay. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. But I'll tell you who else isn't an economist. Uh-huh. Jerome Powell. Yeah. He is not an economist. No. He is the head of the Fed. Do you know what he is? What he's, is he? He's an attorney. Is he? Okay. All right. Didn't know that. I'm going to nominate you for head of the Federal Reserve because <laughs> I think you can do a better job, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Thanks. Dow Jones Industrial Average down 9% year to date. The S&P 500 down 13% year to date. Getting better there. And the NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, still down 20% year to date. Well off the lows, however, and up. About 11% in the month of July. So hopefully, D.C., these numbers can continue moving in this direction. Price of a barrel of oil crept up just a little bit last week, $98.5 per barrel. And the 10-year Treasury yield, and I think this has a lot to do with the movement in the NASDAQ, dipping all the way down to 2.6%. It was supposed to be at 4% by now, DC, according to the experts. How many experts are there truly? Uh, I still haven't found any, so let's put a zero on There that. are zero experts, just some that guess better than others, and they haven't guessed too well in this area. That yield is falling, and that's allowing the tech-heavy NASDAQ. Usually when their yields are rising, they get nervous over there in the NASDAQ and the growth area. While yields fall, growth tends to do well. We'll see how that plays out as well but moving in the right direction for the markets. And DC, let's just wrap up with a couple highlights from last week's earnings on names that you will know here. Meta, also known as Facebook, they did sure. change they changed the symbol now to Meta as yeah. well, M-E-T-A. We have also Amazon mm-hmm. and we had Apple. We had a lot of good earnings, some, some not so good last week too. They're mixed. Earnings are coming in about 70% of companies beating earnings per share expectations, about 57% beating their revenue expectations. Let's start with the bad one. Facebook missed on both. And in in fact, Meta, I should say, missed on both. And their year over year, they had their first ever revenue decline. Mm. Maybe, D.C. Taylor, maybe you should welcome everyone instead of ticking off half of your audience. Yeah. How what about you, that? What do you think? How about that? It may, may, yeah, maybe not, uh, maybe not make people angry or uh, how about uh, no, no censoring or anything like that? That'd be, that'd that, be nice. That'd be okay. Well, it's, it's certainly hurting the company, no sure. doubt about it. Yeah. And also this change from being Facebook to being meta and the metaverse and I don't think I want to be a little cartoon character walking around in somebody else's world. I I really don't feel the need for to do that. I I just I like the real world here. I like, <laughs> I, like I like looking out at the real outside and right. enjoying nature. <laughs> I'm with you. Anyway, Facebook, uh, Meta, whatever you want to call them, very disappointing and they were down last week on that news, trading near a 52-week low in the uh, 160 area now on META. But Amazon and Apple really did well on Thursday evening. Both traded much stronger on Friday. Look at Apple. They had a record quarter 
in phone sales mm-hmm. and they're at the end of the they're coming out with a new phone very soon so it's the end of the cycle and they're still setting records in what is debatably a recession right right and certainly tough economic times tougher than they were and apple still seems to be firing on all cylinders good earnings report and then amazon now they did have a charge they did have a they did not make money they lost money in the quarter but they gave good expectations the reason for the loss they were writing off some of their rivian the electric vehicle um investments that they made Mm -hmm. but their forecast is good don't forget amazon doesn't get the bulk of their earnings from you and I buying things on Amazon. It comes from AWS, Amazon yeah. Web Services in the cloud. And the cloud business at Amazon doing terrific. Both stocks up strong on Friday. Again, earnings overall, DC, are much better than analysts were ex- expecting at this point. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But earnings being strong, coupled with the Federal Reserve possibly hinting towards coming near the end of the rate hike cycle could be a big boost for stocks. I think that is a big reason that the uh, last week was very, very strong in our markets, Mm -hmm. especially towards the end of the week. In the long run, two things that drive the stock market, good earnings and low interest rates. Now, interest rates have gone up a bit, but historically, they are very low still, even with the hikes. And if we can come to an end to these, and I think we will before the election, that could be a boost in earnings if profits stay strong, our markets, as Brian Westbury said just a few moments ago on the program, he thinks they're undervalued. He may very well be right. We'll see how that turns out as well. Okay. DC, let's take a break right here and thank our friends at Montrose Motors in beautiful Montrose, Pennsylvania, as we head towards August, TC Taylor. What better time of the year is there to go out to beautiful Montrose, PA, take that short country drive, check out all of the beautiful new Ford vehicles. What else do they have out there, DC? Uh, If it is a pre-owned, a top quality pre-owned vehicle you're looking for, they will help you find uh, the one that is perfect for your situation or your budget. And they're family friendly. They have the coffee on. They'll be ready to sit down with you. And I'm sure they'll make you that great deal on your next vehicle. Get out and check out my pals at Montrose Motors. Your financial future back after these brief messages. I hope you will please stay with us. Looking for a dealership where you'll feel right at home the minute you walk into the showroom? This describes Montrose Motors to a T. You know, that Ford dealership in the great little town of Montrose, Pennsylvania? Not only do they have a great selection of new Ford vehicles in stock, they also have an equal amount of quality pre-owned cars, SUVs, and trucks. It's just a short country drive to the no-hassle Ford dealer Montrose Motors on Grow Avenue. Ask for Andy Bennett or Doug Thomas. These guys really have never met a stranger. You'll end up friends. Nestled in the rolling hills of beautiful Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, you will find NJC Investments, a capable small town firm with local values working right here for the citizens of our own community. Whether it's retirement planning, college planning, or just building up that long-term nest egg, the advisors at NJC Investments have decades of experience helping your neighbors achieve their goals. Why don't you get to know NJC Investments too? You can reach us at 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. 
and we welcome you to join us weekly as we broadcast the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker, Saturdays at 9 a.m. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. This is the Your Financial Future program with Nick Calarasi from NJC Investments on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I am not Nick. I am D.C. Taylor. Nick sits across the uh, massive soundboard from me. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, D.C. Taylor. Thanks for all your help today, of course. Absolutely. My pleasure. Plenty of great info here. Well, there's been a lot this week, right? Between uh, the... Federal Reserve out there. We had the the GDP number go negative mm-hmm. again, um, but we had good earnings for the most part. Mm-hmm. Good earnings outweighing the bad, and the stock market having a really big push to the upside. While a lot of people aren't really paying attention, the mar- right. the market seems to to want to go higher. At least it did last week. Yeah. When you look even at the month of July, DC, it's really the best month that we've seen. Since November of 2020, and who's talking about it, right? It's it's the stealth rally in the markets of July (laughs) 2022. (laughs) Just to give you an idea, again, going back to last week, the Dow Jones last week was up 3%. The S&P and the NASDAQ up about 4% each. For the month of July, July 2022, the Dow added 6% gains. The S&P 500, 8.8% gains one month. Mm-hmm. That's almost yeah. a good year. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're going in the right direction, at least as of July. But the tech-heavy NASDAQ, better than 11% gains last month. Let's hope, D.C. Tiller, that we can repeat in August or do even better mm-hmm. than what we saw in the month of July. At least a month like this gives investors hope mm-hmm. that there is light at the end of the tunnel and there certainly is there always is stay diligent stay diversified and keep on track in your long-term portfolios have your shopping lists ready look for quality items on sale and there are still a lot of quality investments in my opinion on sale right now for long-term investors what do you think, DC Taylor? Have investors given up hope, or or are they going to stick with it for the long term? I didn't mean stick with it. Stick with it for the long term. I think. Uh, I think we we could be seeing uh, seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. I hope you're right, and uh, I know that our listeners are wise investors. We have the best listeners in the world, of course, and as you do as well. In your don't forget, my pal DC Taylor here. Don't miss out weeknights on 105, 1035 the river he has his very own classic rock program when you get sick of hearing all the dow jones numbers and everything else from me on the weekends you can check out dc taylor weeknights there's no stock talk on there nah only great classic rock yeah coupled with great wit and wisdom a little wit and wisdom a couple of goofy silly voices every now and then and uh yeah that's not bad dc we enjoy the program Check out D.C. Taylor weeknights, 4 till 8 p.m., 4 till 7 on Friday, 105-1035, The River. Thank you.
DC, I want to turn my attention right now to income investing. And we've done this the last couple of weeks. I rushed it a bit at the end of last week's program. I want to pick up right here again from the Barron's article from July 4th. I thought it was a powerful article. They're thinking that now may be the time for income investors to really look for bargains. They say that yields are finally rising again across the income landscape. And in this Barron's article, and I'll give you some of their ideas, I'll point out where we own some of these areas as well at NJC Investments, but they rank 12 different income areas that they think are attractive right now again, dating back to July 4th. So the numbers I give you will be just a bit dated. Make sure you look them up. Do your own homework if you have an interest in this area. But they rank them in order of what they call Barron's assessment of their current appeal. I don't know what that exactly means, but that's Barron's magazine. Their (laughs) idea is not ours, but some interesting ideas in the area of income investing right here. The number one category, their first category, the pipeline companies. Now I'm just going to skim this article. I'll give you one or two ideas from each category, but uh, you can check this out online from Barron's Magazine, July 4th, 2022. First category, pipeline companies, their number one pick there, the Alarian MLP fund, symbol AMLP, currently yielding about... 8.4% and it's up 10.4% year to date, again, dating back to July 4th. And energy sector has been very strong in 2022. Their next category, number two, would be the U.S. dividend stock ETFs. I'll give you two. Vanguard has one, the Vanguard High Dividend Yield Fund, VYM, currently yielding about 3.3%. And the Schwab U.S. Dividend Equity Fund, S-C-H-D, is the the symbol there, currently yielding about 3.4%. Both were down about about 8%, we'll call it, as of July 4th. Next category is the International Dividend Area. We'll give you the Schwab International Dividend Equity Fund, S-C-H-D. Y, which was down 10.9% with a 4.6% dividend yield. DC tell you have to buy a lot of CDs to get a 4.6% <laughs> dividend yield. Right. Now I know we're comparing apples and oranges there, but if the if in fact the income area is stabilizing, the fixed income area, this may just may be a time to do your homework in this area. Next category is convertible bond funds. I'll give you the Advent Convertible and Income Fund, symbol AVK. This fund currently yielding about 11.6%. Again, I'm dating back to July 4th. It was down 30% at that time, DC Taylor. Yeah. I have to look and see how that is, if in fact that has recovered a bit, AVK. Next category, the junk bond funds, the high-yielding junk bond area. I will give you one of the best-known, if not the largest. That is the iShares, iBox, high-yield corporate fund, symbol HYG, at that time yielding 5%, down 13.7%. 
And that dividend yield, again, most of these paid out monthly. You can check them. But when I'm giving you the symbols, just type them into your ticker field. You will get the monthly or quarterly payouts most pay monthly. Let's move on to Real Estate Investment Trust, REITs. I will give you the Cohen and Steers Quality Income Realty Fund, RQI, which was down 23% on July 4th, but it was yielding 7.1%. The next category of income investing, these are some recommendations from the July 4th issue of Barron's Magazine. Again, I will remind you, I'm giving you the the yields and the prices uh, year-to-date from that date. They may have changed slightly from that period, but you can look them up by the symbol. And let me give you the next symbol. In the closed-in strategy fund area, the Matisse Discounted Bond Closed-In Strategy Fund, that is symboled M D. F-I-X, M-D-F-I-X with a 7.3% dividend yield down 16%. Let's move over to municipal bonds, the taxable municipal bond area. Nuveen has two, I'll give you. The Nuveen AMT Free Quality Municipal Income Fund, NEA, with a 5.4% dividend yield and the Nuveen Municipal Reddit Income Fund in ZF with a 5.3% dividend yield. Both were down over 20% year to date as of July 4th. DC down 20% on bond funds, especially in the municipal area. Very rare. There may just be some value there. Do your homework. Let's move on to the next area. The number nine of 12 areas income investors should be taking a look at. For their shopping list, according to Barron's, that is the telecom stock area. They give us two. I'll give them both. Verizon and AT&T, symbols VZ, and AT&T is, symbol is T. We do own both of those. I will caution you, uh, Verizon just had negative earnings, so they've dipped a little bit off of their current price. AT&T also a little bit lower than when this was written, but that would push the dividend yields up. The dividend yield at that time was 5% on Verizon VZ and 5.3% on AT&T. Let's move over to number 10, the preferred stock area, the iShares, Preferred and Income Security Fund. PFF is the symbol. They have a 5.3% dividend yield as of July 4th, down 15% year-to-date on PFF and preferred stocks. We have two categories to go, DC, electric utility funds, and we do currently own some of this for certain investors at NJC Investments for full disclosure. The symbol on the utilities select sector spider ETF is XLU, XLU for utilities with a 3% dividend yield. It was down 1.7% on July 4th. And the last category, which we also own for certain investors at NJC Investments, the Treasury ETFs in the TIPS bond market. These are Treasury bonds wrapped for inflation, which were down surprisingly in an inflationary period, DC, down 9% year to date at that time, but had a 7.9% yield on this iShares TIPS bond fund. Symbol very easy to remember. T-I-P. Now, if you would like 
further information on any of those, again, not recommendations from me to you. These are actually from Barron's Magazine. I did point out where we did hold some for certain clients at NJC Investments, but I can get you information on any of those if you have an interest. You know where to find me at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. We'll send it out free of charge or obligation because we thank you for being a listener. Well, DC, we snuck all of them in. I think we covered them a lot better than we did rushing through those last week. Yeah, yeah, very good. And I hope, um, again, if you uh, don't have a pad and pen handy when you're listening at home, you can always go back and hear us on the podcast (laughs) or the website. Do you have anything to add this weekend before we wrap it up? I will just wish you and everybody out there a very, very happy, wonderful, pleasant weekend. I am so looking forward to the weekend. The same back to you, Mr. DC Taylor. Thank you. And thanks for everything you do on the program. You got it. It's my pleasure. And let's remind everyone, there is truly never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on anything that we covered on today's program, drop us a line at Nick at NJCinvestments.com or call us at 570-586-5030. Thanks again for tuning us in this morning on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been a FilmWise presentation. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.